Welcome. It's now time for Conversations on Real Life. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us this afternoon. I'm your host, LJ Thomas, along with Matilda Hernandez and your girl, Lady Essential. And Jesse. Okay. Everybody's here. Okay. I have um, something that I saw in the news, of course. I um, was watching last month this girl over in Sweden, this um, 16-year-old girl who is an activist for climate change. And I really admire her passion and her tenacity in relation to bringing awareness to that particular issue. I had a problem with the way she was described because she has a form of autism, which is Asperger syndrome. Now, if you have it, then fine, that's all well and good. But I had I took issue with the fact that the term mentally ill was used and it was done in a negative light um, when it was reported by the media. And I just feel like that was wrong because this girl is doing something good regardless of whether she has a developmental handicap or not. She's doing the best she can. What do you guys think, Matilda? Of, of course, she is doing the best she can in something that um you know that she's dealing with, and um I don't think it should be judged differently. What about you, Diana? Yeah, I feel the same way. <clears throat> when I heard she had um, Asperger's, I was just like, wow. Because I know that's a disorder that deals with all, you know, your social skills and having trouble communicating. Mm-hmm. So for her to be able to address all the nations dealing with um, her disability, as they would put I don't like to use that word because most mm-hmm. autistic people just have a deeper, you know, I just felt for her, especially when you see her talk and, you know, she gets to the point where she's emotional. Right. It's not right. I think it's not right. And I really think it's very insensitive for it to be addressed that way instead of saying, wow, here's a girl with a developmental issue and look at all the wonderful things she's doing. You know, it, it should have been brought about in that light as opposed to the way that it was done. And I really am curious how people would um, look at someone, say me, for instance, say this is not the case, but just say, for instance, I was diagnosed with, say, schizophrenia. I'm a best-selling author, publisher, and so many other things aside from being a wife and mother. But would you, you treat me differently or look at me differently because I have a mental illness? Do you think that's fair? Of course it's not fair, but it's how people do now. Um, people judge, especially off of things that they are not familiar with or don't feel comfortable with. Um, it's sad, but it's just a fact of the way that the world is now. Well, you know, I thought about that. So I did some research on what mental illness is, and what I found out was really surprising. According to the American Psychiatric Association, they use a book called the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders. Um, physicians use this, psychiatrists, psychologists, blah, 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 to um, make accurate diagnosis and assessments for medical conditions and especially mental illness. 
Um, and this is called the DSM-5 book because it's the fifth edition. But according to this book, things that are considered mental illness would really surprise you, such as anxiety, depression, hmm. obsessive compulsive disorder. Woo, woo, woo. Um, OCD. <laughs> Can you believe that? Um, dementia. And then you and mm. dementia, exactly. And then you have things mm. like um, ADD, ADHD. Then you have the big ones like PTSD, schizophrenia, bipolar. You know. And I was like, wait a minute. This seems Out of like these things, any of us could have <laughs> some touch of a mental illness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All of us. <laughs> Just this Especially the two most deadliest, the anorexia right. and bulimia, exactly. food exactly. All because they take out from the food disorders. Exactly. I mean, so we should be more familiar with stuff like this because with all of those categories, man, that means that everybody has somebody in their family that has some form of mental illness. You know, if it's, exactly. if it's only like, you know, Uncle Ray Ray that worked the barbecue at the family reunion, you know. <laughs> right. Because we know he has mm-hmm. some issues going issues. on, but <laughs> wow. Right. But d- That's that, deep. Just, that just brings me. Exactly. That just, you know, the United World, the um, World Health Organization, who? WHO. Mm-hmm. They W-H-O. say that. WHO, they say that approximately one in five adults in the United States, that's 46.6 million people, experience mental illness in any given year. That's phenomenal. (laughs) That's a lot of people. So when you look at it in terms of that, it's not a matter of mental illness being something that's unheard of and it's something that is rare. It's just the opposite. So with that Hmm. being the case, I don't understand why there's such a negative stigma surrounding mental illness. Everybody has some form of mental illness. We all do. For me, with my OCD and anxiety and depression, those are the three I know about, (laughs) to anybody with schizophrenia or bipolar. You know, it's it's just not... Go ahead, Matilda. No, I said, um, you know, it's, it's even people with um, clinical depression, you know. Right. Like how you said anxiety. Yeah. I just. I was thinking about that. Sorry, go ahead. Okay. Say again, Diana. Oh, no, I was saying, go ahead. I was going to say something but you. <laughs> Don't let me stop you, baby. Go ahead, because you know I'm a talker. <laughs> Yeah, um, she was gonna say something about your uh, OCD. And stuff. <laughs> I wasn't. That's what she was gonna say. Go ahead and say it, Diana. It's all right. <laughs> Go ahead and say it. I wasn't. I was gonna say earlier, like I was thinking about it. I was thinking about all of my family members and all of my friends, and even myself included. I thought about all the people who may have mentioned a period this period of time over the last five years um, up until now that they've built or was at some point depressed. And then I thought to myself, Mm -hmm. 
Are we in a Great Depression? <laughs> There's something well, the- really massive going on where the mind yeah. state of people, everyone's just trying to pay their bills. Half the country is living paycheck to paycheck. Um, mm-hmm. Relationships are crumbling. It, it it almost seems as though we're in a Great Depression. You can ask yeah. nine out of ten people are going to say at some point in time they were depressed or they just were in a state where they may have not even necessarily known it was depression, but know that they were like kind of tapped out and couldn't connect, couldn't focus, you know, normal things that you get up and do every day you can't do. So it's, think about all the people who are part of the um, World Health Organization statistics but then think about all the people who don't go and get diagnosed. Mm-hmm. So if on wow. paper wow. it's at almost 50%, I mean, come on, we have to be truthful. Our men don't go to the doctors. So there's a whole slew of numbers that are left out in those statistics. Mm-hmm. We have a Not call everybody's mental illness is going down. Okay. Exactly. That's the case. All right, so we have a caller on the line. This is Jasmine. Go ahead and say what you wanted to say. Um, Diana, I actually agree with you, and it's it's very interesting that you make that comment because it goes along with my train of thought. It's interesting that they still consider it an illness when it's so prevalent in everybody's communities, but it also seems like there's a deeper conversation because a lot of these things are triggered by certain events and certain types of trauma. So not only are we not talking about the disorders that are taking place, but we're not talking about the traumas that have happened that initiate these disorders. So there's kind of a double stigma that's there, which just really creates a spiral. And then so much of society tends to look at people that have these issues as being crazy, which is the label um, that I was actually told just the other day. I have type 1 Mm. bipolar disorder. And as I try to express to this individual what I see and and how things happen to me and how I deal with it, their response was repeatedly, oh, you're just crazy. You're just crazy. And so I think that that that, that negative stigma that that a lot of people have is kind of what Mm -hmm. makes people hide back in it and don't really Mm -hmm. want to discuss it because it does have such of a negative connotation to it. Wow. You know, that's – Wow. I'm sorry that you have someone giving you that um, negative feedback of how you're trying to express yourself and deal with um, your bipolar disorder. A lot of it, I just wish doctors talk to their patients more about what they're eating and how they're sleeping opposed to giving you something that is also foreign of your body but your body is already trying to, um, you know, digest and and, uh, and go back to normalcy. I just wish more doctors would have conversations with their patients when they diagnose them. I wish they would mm-hmm. consider more the mental capacity that comes along when you diagnose someone with something that people put a label like crazy or even the fact that you could put them on something that could make them have negative thoughts or suicidal. So I'm sorry that someone 
express their self to you in that way when you were dealing with whatever you were dealing with. But you're not crazy. And it's not something that has to take over your life. And it's also something that you can have total control over and total function. You have a family, a supportive family, and that makes all the difference in the world. Well, wow. I, I, that brings that brings me around to something that um, a story in the making that uh, is going to be a topic coming up uh, very broad soon. I saw a report where they were talking about how um, some of these uh, antidepressants uh, may be causing a great more deal of harm than good with people. So do we need to start looking at more ways of some kind of therapy without medication to try to address these these issues of mental illness? Because clearly there there have been uh, a lot of claims with people saying that the antidepressants or whatever it is that they're on, making them feel worse. I know when my grandmother passed, I dealt with depression for a long time. And uh, Mm. for a good point of it, you know, they were working with me. But then I started getting to a point where I felt like I was no longer in control of my own thoughts anymore. And Mm. I think it's real interesting that, like, for depression, one of the side effects for taking an uh, antidepressant is thoughts of suicide. Mm-hmm. I mean, that that's something you have to think about. So we're dealing with uh, mental illness. Are some of these drugs actually working, or are they just leaving underlying problems that are not uh, being addressed? Wow. Well, that's... Um... Go ahead, Matilda. Um, what I was going to say, I know I was diagnosed in 2003 um, clinically depressed, and then one of the medications that they gave me was uh, Solop. And um, mm-hmm. the side effects that I was feeling, it, um, you know, it made me, I could see myself from the outside feeling um, the slow movement and me telling myself, this is not me. So, you know, the medication for me just had me, acting out differently, which I'm, I, I was not like. Um, you know, like our, our guest said, um, Jasmine said, um, you know, the first thing they're saying is, oh, you're acting crazy, and you don't want to be seen or you don't want to engage because you're trying to figure out what is this that's making you feel um, down or, you know, and, and I was dealing with both anxiety and depression, and I didn't know what it was. I was just up and down, you know. Until I went to the hospital And um, again you know A lot of people deal with depression They just know how to Mask it or keep going I mean I can wake up some days And I'm not on medication But I finally started going to therapy And you know one of the things The young lady said um, when she was assessing me Are you on medication? I was like no She said well we can set something up So we can see each other bi-weekly Because you're not on medication so, you know, I didn't, you know, one, I didn't understand really what she meant by that. But I said, okay, no problem. You know, I, I want to continue on because, again, if you're not on medication and you're going through different emotions, you still need to talk it out because it is, you know, your thought mm-hmm. process on certain things that you're dealing with. 
I agree with you on that. Because without thought, talk therapy, I can't even say it. Without talk therapy, I'm a basket case, basically. Because all my thoughts are jumbled. I have to talk it out. I have to hear it, you know, yeah. so I can make sense of it. When I'm when I'm working through my depression, I like you, I don't take any medication for it because I took the same medication and I could not function taking that medicine. So I took myself off of it for the basically the same reasons. But in order for me to deal with depression now, what I do is I talk. And as everybody knows, I talk a lot. <laughs> so that is how, that is how I am able to deal with depression. I talk, you know, um, well, that's a very, I, that's a very I, valid point. I, I want to uh, address the, also the, the elephant in the room. Um, I know we typically try to stay away from anything political, but do does anybody feel that there is some type of mental illness going on in the White House right now? Absolutely. Or, or, or is it just... <laughs> this is someone feeling <laughs> this this you know is is just he just feel that you know he's doing his job with no effects <laughs> especially within this last week because it just it seems to me because i've I've heard him say that you know he's got one of the sharpest minds around and everything. But in the wake of these, what's begun some of these inquiries um, into impeachment, it seems like now he's just doing stuff to kind of set up his insanity case. Um, because some of the stuff that he's doing is really wild how the things that he is doing, and to me what's even wilder is the fact that some people will not even acknowledge it for what it is. They still feel that there is nothing wrong. I, I watched a, a, a clip from a, uh, a representative who was speaking to some of her constituents when she started saying how this information came across on with the um, president soliciting, you know, help from a foreign government. And the crowd just started shouting lies. He never did any of that. That's all lies. And and she told them, the president has admitted to doing this. He feels that he was within his power. And so I'm I'm like, you guys are hollering lies, and you don't even know all the facts. So you're just as disturbed as he is. And mm-hmm. and that's the scary part now is just he actually represents a, a, a as crazy as not meaning that in in, in literal terms, but really as as crazy as it sounds, the things that he's doing, he has a large majority of our population who feels that what he's doing is okay. So what does that say about us collectively? Mm-hmm. Basically what LJ be said added. from the beginning That just about all of us suffer from some type of mental illness Yeah mm-hmm. I think uh, racism should be added to the mental illness uh, list 
And I think that also speaks on a, a conversation as well as um, it kind of goes to what Matilda was talking about with the therapy. There are actually different types of therapy that are available. Mm-hmm. Um, and it made me think about one, the cognitive behavioral therapy that talks about yeah. perception versus reality. And a lot of yeah. times, not only for people that deal with mental illness, we have one perception that's twisted and skewed because of a chemical imbalance. And then a lot of yeah. times does not align with what's actually happening in reality. But on the converse, I think other people, when they're dealing with someone who has mental illness, they also have a perception of what they think someone with that type of mental illness should act. They think they know what an OCD person should do. You have to touch the knob six times before you walk out of the door. You have to arrange Mm. things in certain order. But that may not be the reality of how that person's disorder affects them. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, because mine doesn't affect me like that. I don't have to touch the knob six times before I walk out the door. But I will organize everything in your house. (laughs) Yeah. I can't. I can't yeah. help. Wow. Everybody has a different way of, I mean, a different way of uh, receiving how their illness is. But again, I'm You're listening to Conversations uh, on Real Life. Infinity's Dope, a natural skincare company with CBD. Do you know what's in your skincare line? Probably not. Check us out at www.infinitiesdope.com. Also, follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Infinities Dope. Have too much to do? No time for your family? Busy week, busy month? Call All-in-One Cleaning Service, where we focus on clearing your space and allowing you to bond with your families. It is our job to take care of what you don't want to do on the weekend. 770-912-4878. All-in-one cleaning. Let us do all that needs to be done at home for you. Welcome back to Conversations on Real Life. Hello, guys. It's me, LJ, along with... Matilda Hernandez. And you girl, Lady Essentials. Okay. So we have some callers on the line, and there is one person that I really want to get to, Vaughn. Are you there, Vaughn? Can you hear me? Yes, I'm here. Okay, good. So I know you have some thoughts about mental illness. Tell us what you thought, what, you, what your thoughts are, what you want to say. I think mental illness is a, uh, well, I was listening, when I was just listening about, like, Mental illness in the White House. <clears throat> that that uh, that alone says something aloud. That statement alone says about our country. You know, mental illness goes from the wars to the everything that um goes around. You know, mental health is from the wars to people in the streets. Mental health is a, is avoided because it's connected to so many different things in the world. And we need to focus on that more. And the state representatives don't want to do that. So it takes people from, you know, who deal with mental illness to, like, focus on it. Like, this group, just like a support group, you know, get another day, get another people, you know, and taking it to city halls and stuff like that and showing the numbers of people like, hey, we are all dealing with something and we need more funding for this because it's obviously in our White House. You know, this is... It's crazy what's going on in the White House in our country right now. It's crazy how things have been, been 
going and so-called justice has been happening, you know, I feel like everything just needs to be reformed overall, you know. I think you shouldn't have a name right now. It can be known as unknown until we figure it out, like the people that get away to fix this and set stone on how to help all individuals. You know, we're doing all these developments throughout the country, and it's been a process that's been going on for decades. But at the same time, we've lost a lot of people to developments and to other incidents in the world that we need to focus on and help these individuals. And you can't help these individuals until you lift up them and tell them self-love is number one. Self-love is number one. Number two is focus on, you know, the problems. And once you get down two things going, the self-love and the problems, you get those two working, then you can move on to number three. And that's reaching out to other individuals and speaking out about it and what you're doing and then trying to help fix the problem. So it's all a process of your case. Here you work in support groups and everything, and someone to actually care about what you want to go through and listening to you, to listen and understand and not listening to respond to you, you know, that's a big thing. You know, spending all this money on Medicaid and Medicare, like, we all are all what we need because we all have a connection some way. You know, the only thing we really need is a doctor for an emergency, but anything else, you know, us as a people, we do we see them people do we run to for whatever we run them to or for. So that's a good point. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. very good point. Now, based on what you said, Vaughn, what would be your idea as far as you listed three things? What would, as far as reaching out and helping people, what would be your idea of how to start that? Um, when we talk about like on that type of level. It would be in the numbers, you know, numbers matter uh-huh. most of individuals. So if they can see the numbers, then, you know, and you got to have multiple different numbers on different platforms at that. So they can't just target one. they got to target multiple sources at different times, and they can't keep up with as many as there is out there. You know, it's just a lot of people are just afraid to speak out, and we got it's time for us to speak out because we're like, we run the world, you know what I'm saying? Just the whole the criminal mindset that was been put in our minds and stuff like that and all levels is just brainwashed us, you know. That's a mental illness to brainwash individuals and attack their own. You know what I'm saying? But individuals are not gonna think about it like that when they don't want to focus on their own issues. So the start that is to small groups, deal with other small groups and just keep growing up in the numbers until, you know, a petition or something nationwide and different groups. Like, I'm sure there's, um, I'm in Michigan, I know LJ's in Georgia, I'm sure there's other people uh-huh. in other places. You know, so it's, um, it's just starting a petition or something and we're working as a team because it's just crazy how mental illness is, you know. Um, it's just, I, I've, I've been dealing with it for over 10 years and I'm now just getting to a point where I know how to deal with it. You know, I have to go through, you know, different courses and stuff like that to get an understanding of how deal with who I am and find out who I am and things like that from not another individual going to tell me who who I am, you know, and I don't understand how you grow up as a child and and individuals tell you this who you are and this what you have, like, hold on, wait, what? Like, that doesn't even make sense, you know, so it's just, we as a people just got to focus on ourselves, you know, and and whatever thing that's going on in the world, we got to do is quit, (laughs) 
Like, it's crazy right now, but we got to move quick as a team, as a team, like, you know, the mental ones. If they call us mental, that's because we're the smartest ones, and they just want to get us out of the way so people don't listen to us, honestly. <laughs> I appreciate that, Vaughn, very, very much. I want you to hold on the line for me a little bit, okay? But I see somebody else. I want to find out what it is that they have to say, okay? Uh, 602, area code 602, this is LJ. What's your name? Uh, my name is OG Mac Drummond from 1017 oh, Red Records and Top Star Media. Oh, well, what's up, dude? Hey, How you doing? <laughs> Mac Drama. What's that, man? Hey, this is my first time catching uh, the show, and I'm so uh, 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 sorry that I haven't tuned in earlier. And um, yesterday was my birthday, Bash, so I'm here. Um, hey, happy and, uh, birthday. It's an honor happy to be on to tune in. Thank you, thank you. I'm, I'm 62 years old, but I'm still 21. <laughs> I know that. <laughs> um, As you I'm going to say to LJ, what's up, Mom? How you doing? What's up, son? How you doing? <laughs> I call her mom. Yeah, she's older, younger than me, but you know she's such a a, a, a mason to me, and um, it's always it's always good to speak with her and support her. Um, so the, the the subject matter is mental illness, correct? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, you know this is a, a ask me a question so I could. No. Okay. My question, my question to you, because I know how you are, Matt, because you're my son. <laughs> my question to you mm-hmm. is this: Based on the fact that we live in a country where there are over 450 million people, well, we live in a world where there are over 450 million people who live in this country, the United States of America, who mm-hmm. suffer from conditions that are considered mental disorders. Now, that's according to the World Health Organization. I have, as you know, I suffer from depression, um, anxiety, mm-hmm. and OCD. a little bit, be quiet, Jazz, a little bit of OCD. People who, a little bit. <laughs> but if, say for instance, someone, say for instance, I got diagnosed with um, schizophrenia. Knowing Mm -hmm. me the way that you do, knowing the things that I do, say I had that diagnosis all the time but never told you, would you treat me any differently if you found out? Do you think that it would affect my productivity and what I can and can't do? No, I I, I, I wouldn't because based on my experience and interaction with you, you do a a great job. So who's to say it's a bad thing if it works? Right. (laughs) Exactly. with, With schizophrenia, which is a multiple personality disorder, um, uh, some people have learned to deal. Matter of fact, I think everyone, number one, I think everyone has some type of mental illness. Let me put that out there. Mm-hmm. And, and, and wow. I think some people have a severe form of schizophrenia, but we all got our own personalities. I'm a chameleon. And I interact yeah. certain ways with certain people. You know what I mean? And, and, and sometimes mm-hmm. I look back, I'm like, was that me? You know, it means like I'm watching myself. So, um, but that's how we interact. Now, it's a, it's problematic if if I'm talking to LJ today and tomorrow she is Officer McGillicuddy. <laughs> you know, and um, you know, it, it has no recognition recollect, recollection of, of our conversation. Um, to me, 
and, and mental illness is something important for me because you know I suffered a few years ago a hematoma in which um mm-hmm. I, I I had trauma to my head and 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 and, and, it, and it caused an eruption of blood on my brain. I had to have that blood release, pain, pressure release, and it and, and it affected me. Uh, I have a little stutter now. I had to uh, mm-hmm. recover my motor function. I had to learn how to speak again, even walk. And um, and my memory is 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 has been affected. Sometimes something that I thought happened today really happened years ago, and what happened years ago, I think it happened today. You know, it doesn't manifest always, but you know, I get I get caught up in something like that. Cause like, like um, what was it? Uh, I had a conversation with my daughter, and then five minutes later, I started a whole conversation again. <laughs> wow. You know, I said, Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um so uh and and I I just was talking to a young lady from Minnesota who came out here to Arizona to see her dad after thirty years of, of absence from him and she said my dad suffered from dementia. She said he walked right past me. And so after she left, she said he cried. He said, Where's his daughter? I said, See, he knew he was there. The spirit would talk and and, and I told her, you know, um you know, uh we walk in this world and this life with, with, with many situations, but I believe in the resurrection. I believe in God and Christ. And so I, I believe that we will uh, all be joined again, you know, in a, in a better promised land. But um, to me, mental illness goes deep. And, and I'll just address something that no one really speaks on. Um, I do believe African-Americans, who, and I mean real African-Americans, not someone who just came here from the Caribbean, maybe second or third generation, not talking about generational African Americans, that means people with, with who can trace their roots to Africa, whether you got mixes or not, um uh I think through through racism and slavery, we suffer as as a people with a big form of mental illness because of all we've been through and, and, and society has yet to address that. And that's why it manifests in all kinds of uh, uh of sectors of our life, of our social of our um, educational, uh, religion, everything we go through, you know. So uh, I think what people need to need to realize that once you realize there is something going on, the best way to address it is to discuss it. And once you know something going on, so when it occurs, you have a better way of if if you can't get rid of at least controlling it. And that's the thing because a mental a mental thing sometimes we might not be aware it's causing an effect because. We have yet to acknowledge it, but I believe once you are made aware, it's a lot easier to to handle. Mm-hmm. I have to say I agree with you on that. I've been saying for mm-hmm. a long time, decades, as in a long time, decades, I've been saying that um, mm-hmm. as a people, African Americans suffer from generational PTSD based on the way that yes. they happen to be brought to yes. this country and mm-hmm. the suffering, torture, pain. Exactly. That's what they suffer from, and and bec- and like I said, it's generational. It's inborn. It's inbred. You can't help it. And because of those that past history, that's why it's important to know where you came from, like they say, so you know where you're going. Because of those exactly. things, now, people look at, um, for instance, a black man. People look at him funny because he has certain ideas about things, but you got to think about the fact that the way this man's ancestors was raised and what kind of stuff is instilled in him because of those things. When you look exactly. at those things, then it, it you can called, understand it, it, it that black man. It's called conditioning. It's called conditioning. And the great thing about
about that is once you are made aware and you seek professional help, you know, people who mm-hmm. who are trained and educated in how how to how to people can can either compensate that or or endure or, or live with it, then then it's all good. Unless it's a mental exactly. illness of, of, of the nature of which your life can be in danger. And that's where, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes uh, medicated <laughs> drugs are, are best. You know, people who have a tendency to harm themselves and harm others, they need to be medicated. Because um, uh, <laughs> I was diagnosed years ago with, with, with bipolar. And um, really? And they gave me a, a, a prescription of medicine called called uh, uh, Seroquel. And bipolar is when you get, you know, when you, you go from hot to cold. I think everybody, mm-hmm. it's called life, roller coaster. Mm-hmm. And um, they gave me something yeah. called Seroquel. I, I, I stopped taking it because what it did was made me like a zombie. You would take it uh-huh. and, like, exactly. if I had to walk from, from the kitchen to the living room, I would be, it would take me an hour because I'm walking like, 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 like Frankenstein, uh, you know, mm-hmm. and, and what it did was it basically shut you to the bare minimum where you can't hurt nobody. You know, some people need uh-huh. that, but I wouldn't need that. So, I, so uh, and it, it's, but it's also great sleep medicine. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah. I stopped taking it because I didn't like that feeling. But let let me share something. Same here, Matt. Um, same here because that's uh, the same drug that they had me on, and I, I, it just I didn't like the way I felt. I felt controlled. I mean, I really felt controlled. Uh, who's speaking, by the way? This jazz. <laughs> What's mm-hmm. up, Dad? Yeah, you know, it's your uh, your crazy cousin. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that, that's why I said find other ways of dealing dealing with this besides just medicating, uh, because yeah. we we can't make medicating the norm. The answer for everything. Yeah, because it doesn't fix nothing. It, it's just a, a, just a, it's just a um, band-aid. Let me share something with you real quick, guys and everybody. So um, recently there was a, 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 an affair. I got friends who were involved in boxing. Um, present were, were Jamie Foxx, Will Smith, Mayweather. Mayweather um, come in, came in dripping in diamonds, looking like, you know, uh, 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 coming to America, you know, royalty. And um. And, and this is and this is interesting. Um, me, I look at it. I, I'm like, I like showing off, but this, to me, it's just an over display. But when you got it, you can do yeah. it because you can. So that's all. That's all I thought. But the people I was with, one one is a is a, a is a, it's a good friend of mine who I grew in Seattle, self made. I mean, he is not rich. He's wealthy. Okay. And and and, uh, and 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 it was the son of the Boston Commission, so you know he's a millionaire. And, and their take on, on on Mayweather, they both had an urge, and these are people who got money. It's gonna shock you guys. They had an urge to rob him. What? <laughs> yeah, mm. but, but you know, but but it was because all the diamonds that they just want, you know, where they wanted to grab them and, and possess them, you know. But of course they didn't. And this is the key. It's about control. You know, if you if you commit a crime and it's something different, the judge will say that person acted and that person didn't. Now, but this is the thing. Mental illness could, can make you lose control where you act. When you're rich and wealthy and, and well-off, of course you, you won't act on it. But imagine a person with poor and destitute. Think about that. I'm a, and they get mental illness and they act upon it. But society 
rains down hard on them people. Instead of locking people up, we might, we should see counseling on certain people. A degenerate, mm-hmm. sexual perverts, I don't believe in no counseling. You know, castrate them, and, 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 and that's it. Child molesters, rapists, uh, uh, people people who make people do unwilling things physically, I have no mercy for. But but certain things like 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 uh, where mental illness uh, might make you weak and your economic condition, those factors to weigh in how people react in society. But we don't do that. You know what I mean? When a rich person earns, all they gotta do is cut a check and get a high-profile legal team, and they walk. But when it's a poor person, and, and combined with mental illness, they are buried beneath the bus and the prison. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That to me is, mm-hmm. is, is what's wrong with how we currently address and, and deal with ills of society. We don't look at it. even even though even those sexual perverts. Let's keep it real. They are acting on pride because something that happened to them. You know what I mean? But I just got no. I can't, I have no mercy for someone who hurts somebody innocent. You know, I think they should be locked up. You know, if you can't overcome your compulsions to harm another one, you, you need to be put away, you know, seriously. And I mean, physical harm. So I just wanted to make that statement. That was a big statement. I'm done. Who's going to be quiet? I can't Who's co-hosting with you? Um, if you, Jazz and Wilson, are co-hosting with you. Hold on. Wait till the commercial break. Did you play my song yet? You're no. listening to Conversations on Real Life. Infinity's Dope, a natural skincare company with CBD. Do you know what's in your skincare line? Probably not. Check us out at www.infinitiesdope.com. Also, follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Infinity's Dope. Have too much to do? No time for your family? Busy week, busy month? Call All-in-One Cleaning Service, where we focus on clearing your space and allowing you to bond with your family. It is our job to take care of what you don't want to do on the weekend. 770-912-4878. All-in-One Cleaning. Let us do all that needs to be done at home for you. Welcome back to Conversations on Real Life. Hello. Hello. Okay. Hello. So. We got everybody. Um, yeah. yeah, we got everybody. So um, what do you think we as a people should do? We know what the problem is, but um, what do you think is maybe a fix for the problem? Uh, is that to anybody? Well, well, yeah, he's asking for anybody, but I know what I think the fix ought to be. Okay. Number one, I don't think it should be medication. Been there, done that, that's not the way to go. I do feel from personal experience that cognitive and talk therapy is one of the solutions. It's not the only solution, but I do believe that it is something that should be incorporated. Um, I feel that when people don't um, have a chance to express themselves and to get their feelings out, um, I feel like they they internalize and they internalize so much that eventually they explode. 
So for me, my form of therapy is not only running my mouth and talking, but I also write. So I use a form of talking and art in order for me to express myself and deal with my depression and anxiety. And I think that those two things are helpful to anyone who suffers with any form of mental illness. That's just my take on it. I agree. Go ahead, Matilda. Um, with me, I, I like hiking. Um, hi, how are you? Hiking, exercising. I miss your voice. You sound so beautiful. Do you? Um, <laughs> 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 not focus on the things that I can't deal with. Um, and even when I can, I I can feel like if I'm going into a funk because I feel it and it starts on my emotions and I'm like, okay, you know. But eating healthy, uh, painting, writing. Um, just moving around, doing things that will move me away from the things that I can't fix because then I'll, I'll think it over and I think I can even put myself into a place of fear, you know. So just mm-hmm. learning what triggers you. have learned a lot what triggers me. If I'm on overload, um, I, I tend to pull back, you know, even though I work great under pressure, but now I understand that that pressure leads to other things as well. So just be just knowing what 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 can you deal with throughout the day if you know you you know like for me I was clinically diagnosed with depression and I had anxiety and I fought back and forth and I was like I don't know what they're talking about that I'm depressed that's not true anyway and and once I started pulling back and it took me a while you know it took me a while to understand how to cope with it and not only did I accept what other people were gonna say it wasn't even the truth you know like certain people say oh you're acting crazy because you're moving around and you're doing this. But it, I was just finding ways of when I got anxiety not to stay there. And it was, you know, doing laundry or not thinking about that I'm going into the actual um, attack and just going through it. But, again, it's other people can also add that stigma that, that should I tell people I'm going through something and you hide and you don't know how to deal with it. But I think, you know, when you know who you are and what you, you do like and what you don't like, what you don't accept, it doesn't matter what people start saying about you as long as you know who you are. And, you know, just teach, teaching the young folks when they're going through it or feeling that they're having something going on to speak and say what they're feeling so they don't hide and they can get the actual help. Interesting point. What yeah. about you, Diana? What do you think? Um, definitely. First, I want to say thank you to the men for, um, call, who called in. What's up, Max? <laughs> um, hey. uh-huh. Jazz. <laughs> The other guy who called in because a lot of times men um, don't get to express their forms of mental illness or when they're going mm-hmm. through things, they kind of hold all of that in. And also because um, Jazz and Mac, you guys are part of our extended family and team, I want to extend my services to you guys to help you do a heavy metal detox so that your body can start getting back some of its functions and truly heal from some of the things that you've had to go through, especially getting um, your temple cut on or taking medications that are not natural of your body. Now, one thing I do recommend, and I think that I um, advocate for every day um, that helps me with some of my forms of mental illness, such as anxiety, OCD, Um, I've gone through states of depression, um, and that thing is CBD, 
And I don't look at CBD so much as a drug. I look at CBD as a natural and holistic supplement um, because we all are born with the endocannabinoid system. So taking CBD, you're actually just supplementing a system in your body that's built with receptors to receive it and utilize it. And a lot of those uh, mental and um, disorders that we're diagnosed with and a lot of the things that we're going through, um, if you look CBD up, you will see why (laughs) the U.S. government has a patent on it because it has the ability to reverse some of our brain damage and um, the heavy metal part that I send it to the guys on the phone that wreaks havoc on your uh, mental clarity and capacity and our food sources. Um, You guys know I'm a big advocate on cleaning up your diet. It doesn't have to be 100 across the board. Everybody jumps on the vegan and vegetarian bandwagon. I'm going to take you up on your offer. It sounds good. (laughs) Continue. No, but really what Mac is saying, Mac Mac think you got some blue pills. That's what he's trying to say. I got what? Just, just, just say it, man. He think you got some blue pills, Missy. That's why he wants to take you up on the offer. But it's I all don't. right, Mac. I just know a lot of our mental illness is, um, you know, our nutritional value, our foods. So that's, mm. those are ways I like to write, too. I like to create stuff. So those are ways that I, I uh, deal with my mental illness. And if I can advocate for anyone, um, something Matt touched on too, dating back centuries, um, our ancestors didn't have a depression diagnosis, guys. They weren't diagnosed Zoloft. They knew that if your mind was altered or something was going on, that was something that had to do with your spiritual journey or some type of Mm -hmm. trauma Mm -hmm. you may have experienced and didn't get to digest it or release it or heal from Mm -hmm. it. And I think um, especially our communities of color, we're dealing with the mental illness like um, Matt talked about that stems from the souls of our ancestors. If they're walking with Mm -hmm. us, if they're here with us, we inherit that energy. So coming together like our group we have here and having these discussions and helping each other, Matilda, she she taps into nature. We all know that. Um, uh-huh. That's a big help. Yeah, having that community of love that LJ gives where everybody feel like you're that mom figure. You'll keep us in line. We could call and talk to you about anything. Jazz, mm-hmm. your openness. <laughs> and cutthroat, <laughs> looking past all the BS that tell you like it is. Because sometimes, like Max says, yeah. you do need a reality check. Like, hey, nah, nah, yeah. that ain't real. Um, and it's scary because suicide has gone up in every state except for Nevada, which already has an extremely high rate of suicide. So we do, as a society, have to look at. What, what's going on that the shift is so big that we're all being affected by this? I I think there's not enough milk and cookies going around. Really <laughs> <laughs> if everyone gets their fair share of milk and cookies, I think we can do better as a society. Let me jump in. Um, my take, I think what we can do, uh, having these conversations, of course, 
is first and paramount. We got to bring awareness. But once awareness mm-hmm. is, then then we got petition for change, and that means policies, mm-hmm. uh, procedures, even sometimes legislation has to be changed. And focus. Here's a prime example. During the eighties, the early nineties, uh, an epidemic swept across mostly uh, communities of color. The crack epidemic. Uh, in some communities, never never recovered, but they treat it as a criminal problem and just threw people in jail. You know, now fast forward, mm-hmm. uh, there's mm-hmm. an epidemic hitting uh, uh, communities of of pale people, and um, and they treat it as a health hazard. They're addressing it with counseling and resources, and mm-hmm. that right there affects my mental state. I'm like, ain't that a bleep? <laughs> They're going to do the same thing we did, but it's treated differently. Yeah. Okay. But my yeah. point is this: that's how we got to push our agendas that's going on and affecting us in our community. We don't need the police coming down on us. We need counselors. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, when there's a national disaster, the first thing they do is send in grief counselors along with with, with first responders. Think about that. You know, mm-hmm. they want to deal with the mass hysteria, the the pain and suffering. And, and and that's how how uh, the mental illness issue has to be going on. And mental illness does affects everybody. I don't care if you're black, white, yellow, or all in between. Okay, it affects us all. And how we respond just depends on the resources we have. But if, if it's something that that is accepted and known, then it can be addressed. You know. And I I think that's how how things are moving forward. And and then. What's the treatment plan? And which you just said, young lady, I want to try. So I appreciate you offering uh-huh. your nurses. Uh, I know LJ was, was set up an a, a intake with us, and that's just how we can move forward. But, um, yeah, I, 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 I want to try that holistic approach, you know, because I know I, I got will. a lot of baggage with me, a lot of things, and I'm just strong enough to notice. And I just, I just what we call, I don't let things fade me, which means uh, uh, urban turn that I just brush it off, but it's still there. You know what I mean? True. Instead of brushing True. off, mm-hmm. I want to box it up and put it away. You understand? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, quality I want to get to um, quality of life. Vaughn, are you still with us, hon? Yeah, I'm still Vaughn? here. You are? Yeah, I'm still good. here. Okay, good. So what? Um, what do you... What is your answer to Jazz's question? Well, you actually kind of touched on it earlier, but briefly, because we only got a couple minutes left. Give me just a brief rundown of how we can help to get things better in dealing with mental illness. And I just feel like the petition is something because um, we are funding, you know, hmm, I think we're having some technical difficulties. Vaughn, I'm going to come back to you. Jasmine, are you still there? Oh, is that Vaughn Russ? Is that Vaughn Russ? Yes. Yeah, that was Vaughn. Hi, no tell myself. Hello, what's up, homie? Jasmine, are you still there? I am. Can you give me a way that you think would be good to help deal with mental illness? We got about two minutes left. Well, I, I mean, first thing, that, what, what, one way is this: all you ladies have such beautiful no. voices. It soothes my soul. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Well, thank you, Matt. Jasmine, go ahead with what you were going to say. I think that a lot of the things that have been touched on are really great ways, not only, you know, just having 
society kind of bring this awareness to what's happening, why these things are happening in alternative ways. Um, you know, as Diana mentioned, some alternatives to the CBD oil, changes in diet. Matilda even mentioned therapy. These are all really great ways that we can use to deal with if we're an individual that has mental illness to deal with mental illness. But then I also think that um, not just making other people aware of what mental illness is, but also mm-hmm. what it looks like, what you do when you have a friend or someone who has it instead of kind of shying away and being scared of addressing it. Like how can you help that person, even with a text message or a phone call, just checking in, hey, I hadn't heard from you all week. How are things going? Are you okay? Do you need anything? Mm-hmm. You know, can I help you come and clean or cook? <laughs> you know, these are some things that, that we as mm-hmm. sometimes we just don't have the energy and the strength to do. And so I think just mm-hmm. everyone just needs to have a, a change of a mindset instead of it being so negative. Let's look at how we can and change it because clearly it's very prevalent in our communities everywhere. Wow. Couldn't have said it better. On that note, I want to thank all of our callers today. And we'll see you next time. We'll talk to you next time on Conversations on Real Life. Have a good day, everyone. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you soon. Come back.